Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 1057 The Fan. Teams know that they can always call me if they want to make a trade. You know, and we'll be aggressive and we'll be proactive and we'll call teams. And I'm always willing to listen. We've made a lot of trades. I love trades. You know, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, but they're fun. You know, I think it's one of the great aspects of this job is, is having a chance to wheel and deal and make some trades, especially if you can minimize the risks involved and get a guy that can help you win some football games. So we'll look at all that. We kind of, you know, keep our ears down to the ground to listen to different things, what what players, teams are going to shop, try to find value for the team. Everything we do is based on the, the, the premise of value. Can we gain value from that transaction? If we think we can, we'll make a move. Eric DaCosta talking about making trades. The trade deadline approximately 26 hours away as it is tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And Jason, we sit here, Ravens uh, don't play again till a week from today. They got the super mini buy, remember? Yes. So they at New Orleans a week from today. They sit at five and three, and then they have their actual buy. If you're the Ravens, are you making a move in the next twenty four hours? Well, they're obviously, as he said, and that's not a clip from this weekend, right? To clarify, mm-hmm. that's from the past. But the trade deadline is the trade deadline. Their approach is their approach. And obviously, this roster could use um, a little bit of mending and some some uh, some depth and some quality at, at some key positions. And of course, he's going to be listening and talking. I guess the real question is two questions, right? The dreaded two-parter: mm-hmm. How serious will they be about make being willing to part with real draft capital and assume real salary in a trade, right? And then B. If they are willing to do some of that, which positions do you focus on? Because, again, the way they manage their cap, they never have a lot, right? It's, uh, it's always an issue. Yeah. So they've got $3 million roughly in cap space now. They have, you know, they could make, look, if they really wanted to, they could restructure some deals and make a bunch of moves. But knowing them as we know them, you know, it's probably 
one thing of relative significance. I'm not talking DJ Moore. I'm not talking Roquan Smith. I'm saying that's, something that's my of, guy. of relative significance that isn't going to require a huge financial outlay. Um, and the more I've thought about it, GG, and, and just, you know, sometimes my spidey senses tingle a little bit about something, and yes. I, I start to maybe pick up a thing or two and just kind of, you get a little tickle. I start to kind of go back and rewatch something that happened, and you just get a feeling that this is going to be way more significant than they let on. I, I got this feeling pretty strongly about J.K. Dobbins, did I not, when he left that field? You did. And I said, they're talking that this is something minor. I'm telling you, you're not going to see J.K. Dobbins for a while. Let's just say I have that exact same feeling about Rashad Bateman. Strong feeling. Strong feeling. That... He may have jacked that foot up pretty good on Thursday night. Now, I don't know what they know. But if I'm Eric DaCosta and I'm doing my due diligence and I'm managing managing this team the way they need to manage it, Gigi, which is don't give me the best case scenario. Give me the worst case scenario, yes. right? Try to mitigate disaster. Try to mitigate the worst case scenario. I love what Duvernay has done and continues to do. If you want to talk about Robinson catching some balls, we can. Likely had himself a game. But if I'm at the trade deadline and I'm Eric DaCosta, I'm managing it as if I don't have Rashad Bateman the rest of the year. And if I get Rashad Bateman, awesome. But I don't think we're going to see Rashad Bateman for a little while, maybe a long while. And I think you still have to look at that receiver room and you have to look at it through the lens of not who you drafted them to be, not who you think they can become, but what they could do for you to try to win a Super Bowl this year if you don't have your de facto number one wide receiver for a long time. Whether he does that or not remains to be seen, but based on my spidey senses, Gigi, I, I, I would have wide receiver way up there at the top of my list on what I need to address because we've just seen this thing fall apart too many other times yeah. when Andrews gets shut down, right? A Thursday night freak show football game on three days rest where nobody's quite right. And again, I think it's a great growth moment and a potential springboard for some dudes who haven't done anything in the NFL before. Or in Robinson, a guy who went from being clinging barely to the roster to having a, I know, an okay football game. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know that that's going to be enough if we're talking about a team that fancies itself beating teams like the Chiefs and the Bills in the playoffs. That's how I would manage this, the, the trade deadline if I were sitting in his big chair. Interesting. Uh, and this Bateman thing, it would be a shame because remember last year he had the hernia thing and missed, yes. uh, what, first six or so weeks of the season and then really didn't, it did never had chemistry with Lamar because when he was a training camp, Lamar wasn't. And then Lamar comes back and he's out. So it would really stink for the kid if he had a second straight kind of lost season. Well, yeah, and I mean, again, we look at the length and breadth of a season, and we've talked at length about the super mini buy and then the real, real buy on the other side of it. And it would, you know, okay, the Gus and the, the Gus Edwards thing, maybe he misses a week or whatever. But the reality is that was a really short week. You had a running back who was banged up in the previous game, right, and couldn't complete it, uh-huh. on top of a running back who the, the very same thing happened to the week before, right? Or was it two weeks before with Dobbins? Yeah. And now we're on a short week. Giants game. And Gus isn't really practicing. Andrews isn't practicing at all. Bateman's kind of practicing, right? They're all dealing with some, some, some degree of medically significant issues. Three for three. 
and the shame in a short week against an NFC team that I mean again, you want to win every game, but you you also if you truly are a Super Bowl caliber team, you you need to have the take the long view more often than not, and it would be a real shame if they lost any of those three for at a brief period of time. Yeah, and I, I again, I, I think you you. you there's reason to be concerned about this Bateman situation. Yeah, it looks like they got lucky with Gus, and you would think, okay, you get past the Saints without him. He he it sounds to me like he could be back after the bye week, which is you're very fortunate. And then you're hoping eh, a couple weeks later, maybe you can get Dobbins back. But you're right. If this Bateman thing, if he ain't back anytime soon, you, you might want to go making some calls to some teams that have some wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what Harb says. I guess he talks. 2.30. Uh, yeah coming up here in a little bit, but I, I expect they'll be pretty cryptic about this situation as they are most injury situations. But yeah, they 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 need to be looking at this again. I, if it's all about winning a Lombardi, they need to look, be looking at it as if from the medical side of things, what's the worst case scenario? Okay, how can I how can I manage that? How how can I gamble against that with this last opportunity to get players who are on NFL active rosters, not some dude off the street who hasn't played in 10 months and not somebody who somebody else cuts down the road um, because they're too banged up or they can't play anymore or they're hurt. We have an enormous Monday show. Guest-wise, our friend Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network. We're going to hit her thoughts on the National Football League at 3 o'clock. Adam Jones from Oriole now has the Adam Jones podcast. We'll talk everything Orioles and podcast with him at 3.30. Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Sun. He'll be fresh out of Harbs' press conference at 2.30. We'll talk to him at 4. Yeah, it's a big football show, GG. Obviously, we're going to give our take um, uh-huh. on what we saw yesterday throughout the NFL, good, bad, and ugly. It's getting pretty dark in Pittsburgh. I go uh, on the radio there every Monday. Dude, it's it's bleak. These people have never dealt with losing before, and they're not very good at it, but they better get used to it. And we've obviously got a huge Monday night football game to preview that as massive divisional implications as well. You can text at any time, 410-583-1057. Stoney Ballone will relay those texts to us. But we'll be taking your calls at 245, uh, 410-583-1057. We'll reset the great crab cake debate that developed organically on Friday. But coming up next, we talk about the Ravens at the trade deadline, which is less than 26 hours away. What are some realistic trade options? We'll tell you next here on The Fan. And Lockin' Fora and Ken Wyman on the fan. Your front row seat to all Baltimore sports. Inside access with Jason Lockin' Fora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. I think with Calais, he's the guy that can play five technique, three technique, probably even play nose. So this is a guy that really creates some interesting matchup problems for offenses, you know, and we just, we felt like it's it's a guy, he's a guy, we've had a lot of successful players like this. He's been a highly successful player in other teams, right mentality, team captain, Walter Payton man of the year, still playing at a very, very high level. This is the type of move where you make it and people say, well, that's the Ravens type of move. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of success with that in the past and we think Calais comes in and really fits that for us right away. That was Eric DeCosta after the Ravens acquired Calais Campbell. Uh, that was the offseason before 2020, I think, because things had uh, – was he here? Yes. Yeah, because was he his, on the 2019 team? No. Uh, okay, so the 2020. Right. 2020, his first year, I think, was the yeah, pandemic this is, year. This, this is his third, third year. year. Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, they, they acquired Calais uh, from the Jaguars. And he's trying to be a good player, though. They played him so many snaps. His pass rush numbers are way down. He, when he got here, you thought he was a lock to get to 100 sacks. Three years later, he still hasn't gotten to but 100 sacks. But that's the kind of trade they make, right? Yes, like, yes. it's a veteran who the other teams kind of has already restructured the deal and has sort of ate some of the money. Mm-hmm. And remember, Calais had a say in where he was going to go, and this was one of the places he preferred. And Was it Tony Jefferson, I think, who... Really recruited him? I think he might have talked to him and told him that's a great place. Regardless, um, if we're talking trade deadline, which is now, again, just over 24 hours away, I think it's more likely that they... they, I mean, they just kind of did it again with Deshaun Jackson. It wasn't a trade, right? But that's a value play. Let's get what's left for not very much out of a guy who at his peak was an absolute force and in the right role might give us bang for buck. I, I think you you don't agree with me on this, but I think the guy is Roquan Smith. And and to me, what's it going to cost to get him? A third round pick to get at this point? He's in last year of his deal. And, well, and they don't have to trade him now. They can that, tag him in the offseason and trade him then. But I think I think he's probably I think it's gonna take more than the three. Well, we'll see. But let's say hypothetically it takes maybe it takes what he took to get Ngakwe, which was what, a third and a fifth or something like that? Yeah. And remember, they didn't re-sign Ngakwe because I think he's a free agent after this year, uh, Roquan Smith. So you could say, well, they have to pay him. Well, they could ride it out and choose not to pay him. But, but I think he'd be a big help to this defense. But there was also the issue of, with Ngakwe, he had been tagged once. So mm-hmm. you were looking at a, re- a steep number the second year. Mm-hmm. Whereas, the the you know, for a Ravens team, if we're going to play that game, taking on that salary... That's always in a salary cap crunch, right? That's the year they decided not, yeah. you know, not to keep Judon on a second tag sure. or whatever. The Bears have none of those issues. The Bears don't have any cap issues. The Bears don't have any cash issues. So if you're calling the Bears about Roquan Smith, they're going to tell you, "Well, we don't. I know everybody's saying we got to trade this guy. We don't have to trade yeah. this guy. We can easily afford to tag him in three months you, and see what we get for him then." Well, here's the, my thing: is especially after they traded uh, um, Robert Quinn. I feel like you you sent a message to that locker room that we're, we're we're tanking or we're we're going for the future. I I think he's probably made it pretty clear he'd like to be gone. Now they can keep him. They could, but I, I he's think, wanted out before the season started. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it happens at the deadline. That's a guy I'd make a call about. Maybe they want too much, but I'd be definitely making a call. Well, then again, though, if you make that call, you better be ready to make him the highest paid off ball linebacker in the NFL. Because if you're not, then he's a rental, mm-hmm. and they're going to well, make you thing. pay a price that's more than a rental. That's my. That's that's where I like. If you can get him for what you got in Gakwe, in Gakwe was a well, rental. I don't think you're going to get him that cheap. And even if you did, I can't see them valuing eight to whatever plus playoffs, whatever eight to ten games of someone. Now he walks, and you get a comp pick, or you get a third round. I pick. just don't think. See, they they don't have the flexibility other teams have, though. Sure, because where's the Ravens franchise tag going to the quarterback? They can't get signed. Yeah, so they can't even play that leverage game with him. It's a pure rental. No, I get it. I don't see that being a fit, and I don't see them paying a linebacker. So where would you go? Wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. And find who, me a wide receiver. And who are the realistic options? The guy I think makes the most sense for them is Jerry Judy. And he's, because and of he's where he is Lamar. in his rookie deal, because of his skill set. Is it perfect? No. Um I loved him. Are they gonna out. give him away? No, but they also he's kind of like he's grading on some people there. And 
he's been a part of some really bad offenses and he feels like he hasn't been able to get showcased and he's reached a point in his career now where it's kind of like go time. And that's the guy who I like Brandon Cooks. Look, his buddy Jack Easterby, who they fired, took care of this guy. They'd have He's to eat got some 18 money. and a half fully guaranteed next year. They'd have to eat some money. They're, that, 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 like you're, you, you got If you're going to get Brandon Cooks, you got to get the Texans to eat some money because you're not I, taking that's 18 a, million. Uh, no. no, no. The the bear, like for example, the Bears just had a bunch of money on the Quinn deal. The Texans are going to have to eat some money to get rid of Brandon. Well, Cooks. Well, remember a year ago, the Texans told people were were including the Ravens when they were trying to get the running back uh, Lindsey. We're done eating money. Yeah. Well. They were for that year, but they're... they're <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see about Laramie Tunsil. I mean, I don't know that they need any money on that either. But regardless, I don't... I, the Brandon Cooks thing, I'm just not sure mm-hmm. that's going to be the waters that EDC treads in. I like the kid Mooney in Chicago a little bit. Darnell Mooney? Yeah. I, I, let me go back to Judy for a second, because a couple things... Uh, one thing helps them. He's allegedly very close with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So while some wide receivers may not want to come here, I think Jerry Judy would be excited about coming here because he's buddies with Lamar. Well, and look, he'd be coming here now. Again, I think, my spidey senses tell me, he'd be coming here to be the number one outside receiver because I got concerns about this Bateman mm-hmm. thing. It don't pass my smell test. So that's the other thing, too. Like, when you're, you know what I mean? You're talking, you get permission to talk to the agent. You're talking to him about it. It's like, look, this Bateman thing might be bad. You know what I mean? Like, you're not coming here to be the Hollywood Brown. You're you're coming here to be Batman, not yeah. not, not Bateman. <laughs> right, yeah. and not uh, Robin. Yeah. I loved him coming out of Alabama. Like, his guy was – he was a, he had this reputation, and he ran, he ran great routes at Alabama and caught everything. Yeah. and But it's always it, been a mess in Denver. It hasn't translated, and I think there's been frustration with coaching staffs there, plural, because they're on a couple of them now. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, Vic Fangio's staff sucked, and Nathaniel Hackett is, is not even an NFL head coach. I mean, he's pretending to be an NFL head coach. So, you know, like, he would be, he kind of stands out for me. That's the one when you look at how the Ravens roll, you look at where Denver is, you look at him not really clicking with Russ. Um, Nobody's clicking with Russ. Hamler did a little bit yesterday. Yeah, I know. Uh, But nobody likes him. You know, the finances of it and everything else. That's you know it's not going to be D- like DJ. I love DJ Moore. I love I would love DJ Moore coming out of college. Mm-hmm. I, he and Diggs. I'm sitting here thinking why why are these guys getting picked where they're getting picked? Well, DJ Moore did go in the first round. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, but he wasn't. Pick. He look who yeah. went in front of him. Yeah, I know. Um, hey, Hayden Hurst went in front. Of him. Yeah, <laughs> but I just don't think you know that their model does not include paying receivers that kind of money. It's why they keep part of why they keep drafting them. So, I mean, you could dream big in that way, um, but Judy is the one who that feels the most like something that could be in their their wheelhouse. But again, they just might not be willing to part with the draft capital it's going to take because Denver's not, they're not going to give them away for a four. I don't think they're going to give them away for a three. And I think they're going to want contingencies in that trade that if he plays better for you than he played for us, we're getting more from you. A couple of guys that maybe, and one of these guys, they're both on the same team, just want to get your thoughts on as possibly change of scenery, guys. Uh, One is Elijah Moore with the Jets. The other is Denzel Mims with the Jets. Denzel Mims was a guy that allegedly the Ravens were interested in that draft. Remember, Mm -hmm. they 
they uh, they had two second-round picks originally, if memory serves. They took Dobbins with one, and it looked like they were going to take Mims with the other one. The Jets took him the pick before, and then they traded down. So it, it at least gave off the impression that Mims was the guy they were sitting on. Could either of those interest you? Because they probably won't – they aren't going to cost a lot to get, even though they say they're not interested in trading them. Yeah, I think they, they probably will end up – I mean, I, I think they'll give Mims away at the end of the day. Is that what they need? I think they need an outside receiver. I, I don't want somebody who does his best work in the slot. I don't want anybody cutting it. Duvernay has a hell of a hard enough time getting on the field in the slot yeah. as much as he should for these guys now. So I don't want someone who's going to cut into that. I, I I need someone who, if hey, if Bateman, if it's not really bad, I think it's going to be pretty bad, uh, then he can supplement him. And if Bateman's okay at some point in time, then he's this guy's far better than Robinson on the outside as sort of my duo. I'm looking for ways to be able to keep Duvernay in the slot. Andrew's slot right, whatever. Slot left, Duvernay, I'm into that. Inside access here on a Monday. No Tebow, and he'll be back tomorrow. But coming up next, remember, we're taking your calls at the bottom of the hour, 410-583-1057. But coming up next, this came up on Friday. The great crab cake debate. It is okay. Is it okay to put mustard or cocktail sauce on a crab cake? We discuss next here on the fan. Inside access with Jason and Ken. Jason, Ken, and the third member. I'm Tim Barbalace. It's inside access. Oh, he's terrible. He's a hack. 1057, the fan. Taking your calls at the bottom of the hour, 410-583-1057. Get your thoughts on Ravens at the trade deadline or even this conversation as on Friday. How did we get into this in the first place? We were talking about something else. It was the water and the lemon debate. Yes, yes. Water and the lemon, and we got the and crab cakes. somehow, you, I don't know. Yeah. I think I said, we, well, people started calling in. Lemon. And they were all Team Timmy. Yeah. And they didn't want lemon on anything. And then I think I may have said, well... But you, you definitely put lemon on seafood, right? You got to squirt <clears throat> that lemon all over your cra- your broiled crab cake. You got to put it on your your shrimp shrimp. Now I don't do that. Shrimp cocktail, anything like that. Calamari. No. Oh come on! I don't put. And lemon then on you either. brought up. I put, you put mustard on your crab mustard. cake, and then all hell broke loose. Spicy mustard. I I would love like a nice cracker and a spicy it's mustard. Such with the a crab waste cake. of quality so crab meat. Or if and sometimes I'll even go cocktail on the crab cake, I, which I, is another disgrace. No, it's delicious. Why they these are things that. Add so to what the, do you do? You're at a restaurant. Yes. They bring you the the they bring you a, let's say a crab cake platter, two two crab cakes, yes. fries, and some uh, coleslaw, Veggie, yeah, some yeah, slaw. Yeah. yeah. You then say what? How do you? How do you? I just I, from I grab the lemon, I squirt it all over the crab cake. I'm good. I'm going to town. What is your next move? I say, do you by any chance have spicy mustard or cocktail Grey sauce? like the commercial? I'm not a big. I'm more like a, a deli mustard. Like the spicy. The, the grape poupon is okay. I prefer that. Like, I'm so not this a, is like a spicy honey mustard? No, not honey. No, 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 no. This is just a spicy mustard, like yeah. a deli mustard. Uh, Grape Poupon's okay, but not as good as Okay, the, the, yes, say. sir, we have it. It's like the I, Golden's Brown. Okay, now I bring it out to you on a platter. Now, yeah. do you put it in a puddle like for like you dip fries in? Do you squirt no. it all over the cake? Not all what? over. I'll put it on the cake or you sometimes will, to the you side. You will glaze that crab yeah. cake with or, mustard. Or maybe a little on the side for dipping. Cocktail You're I put a on savage. It. Cocktail must put on it a little bit because it gives a little kick. I like a kick. So you'll drench your crab not cake? Drench. No in, drench. In no cocktail drench. sauce? No drench. No drench. No drench. A little, little bit on the top. 
Like get a get it going a little bit, dude. And what do people say? Do other nobody tables says a word. Scoff at you? Do people leave the restaurant? No. What they usually say is that looks delicious. No, they don't. Yes, Has they do. it, have, have you be honest here? Have you ever gotten a cockeyed look from a waiter or waitress when you make this request? I swear on the life of my dog. No, I've never gotten a cockeyed look. I am almost fifty years old, Stone. I have never seen nor heard Stone play the knee anyone craft ask for mustard in the vicinity of a crab cake. Ever at a family function, at an office function, at a dive bar, at the finest establishments, I've never once heard anyone bring it up, let alone slather it on said delicacy. It just sounds sacrilegious. It just well, it where, where are you? Awful. You have no, you have no right to any food. How do you takes? know that? <laughs> do you like crab cakes? I lo- I just had some this weekend. I love them. Uh-huh. There you go. Ba- you don't put anything you on the crab cake? No, lemon. Oh, no I douse it in Douse lemon. it with lemon. Uh, Perfect. No. Don't need anything nope. else. Just a fork and some lemon, you're good. Nothing. You don't need a dipping station? Nope. You don't need anything marring that perfect texture by being slopped on top of it? No. It's already perfection, it's perfection. right? perfection, yeah. I, I love it. Hey, and I, I am not above eating a crab cake by itself, but my preference <laughs> is a little spicy mustard. A little spicy mustard is always the best. Have you ever heard of anyone putting spicy mustard on a crab cake stone? Not until Ken said it. You've never seen it. You've never heard it. Nothing strikes you as maybe like something an outsider li- would do. Lighting up. like maybe something that someone who wasn't really from Baltimore would do. Someone, like someone who had from spent, Philadelphia, yes, like someone who had spent the formative years of their life in Philly. I think that's where you pick up habits like that. Yeah. I think that's where you learn to desecrate some of the Chesapeake Bay's finest. Why it's as you no, said? No, no. Like the, the no one from the fairer sex has ever sat with you on a date and watched you pour mustard on a crab cake and walk out. They've never thrown their napkin down and just said that's a deal breaker. No, no one's ever said what the hell are you doing to that crab? Have cake? you seen this face? I know it's a lot to walk away yeah, from. Yes, but exactly. no, seriously, no one's ever been like, no. bro, what are you doing? No, people. You like, you ever sat at a table and somebody else desecrated a crab cake with you at the same time? I, I don't believe it's desecration, so uh, I can't I can't repeat. That's those a misdemeanor no. to the fishermen, spicy to all the people involved in the crabbing industry. By the way, that might be a felony. It's at least a misdemeanor. Uh, by the way, my buddy Manji, who is a is a bartender at your, your sponsor, you're making the waterman of, your, of this great region sick right now. Uh, the uh, Riley's Oyster. Yes, he says they be keep, bold, but don't put but don't said, put mustard on your crab cake. He says he says back off, Jason. We keep the spicy mustard on deck. Answer the original question: Have you ever sat at a table uh-huh. and not been the only person putting mustard on a crab cake? You've seen other like you, this is you've done this in tandem. You've been with other people who were doing this. The same I've time seen as someone you, else do this. Yes, but not someone you know. Like uh, maybe yeah. at a, at a far off table? I can't remember. Like because now, I would remember because I've never freaking seen it. No, I don't think it's a big deal, so I don't pay attention to these things. It's like when you go someplace, but you didn't drive, so you don't know how to get there because you didn't pay attention to how you went. Like, I'm eating my food. I'm not concentrating on theirs. Yeah, but like if you saw somebody put, <clears throat> I don't know, baked beans on cauliflower or something you'd be like what are you doing but that's silly exactly that's silly mustard on a crab cake is is not silly crab cake maybe a little cracker maybe not i don't think it's silly at all we'll be taking people's calls coming well, should we next. should we give the poll uh, oh yes 
Poll brought to you by Ortho, Maryland, of course. Things got heated when we debated lemon in a water. Some rightfully think only lemon should go on a crab cake platter. One fool, that would be Gigi, said mustard or cocktail. Some might say tartar. Smart people say mayo on a crab cake. That's disgusting. Only on a Sammy. Yeah. A little accepted. bit of mayo way, on man- a Sammy. Mayonnaise on anything is just about disgusting. What say you on a standalone crab cake? Your options are nothing. Mustard should be spicy mustard, not a yellow. Mustard encompasses all of it. Encompasses all of it. And then you combine tartar and cocktail, which I like. You only get four things. Yeah, but tartar's disgusting. It's a mayonnaise thing with like bumps in it. Well, it's like others receiving votes. Well, yeah. I, I, anyway, you're you're bearing the lead because your mustard's already being destroyed. Well, yeah, nothing is at 59%, but it's all, it's less than 100 votes in. So there is time for ground to be made up on said poll. Oh, Cordell Woodland, smart man. He's he's weighed in. Well, nothing is the only answer. He knows. Let's let's grab, you know what? Let's grab one call, and then we'll take more after, after we step out. But let's go to Calvin in Randallstown. Calvin, you're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, sir? Hey What's there. Up? I want to say I've been eating crab cakes since before kindergarten. I learned, I always put mustard on my crab cake. Mustard with a little cracker. Yeah. Never did mayonnaise. Never did cocktail. I didn't. I never seen nobody put cocktail sauce on a crab cake until I joined the Navy. And I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Just a little mustard, some crab, some uh, some crackers. You good to go?" Told you. <laughs> Well, he's, yeah, I appreciate he, the thank call. Thank you. Well, he's not totally with you because the the cocktail thing well, is cocktail's is a, a backup. Is that, that's a that's a that's, that's another abomination. Now, now the cocktail's a backup. It's mustard. It's about mu- it's about a good spicy mustard. They bring you what you need: a wedge of lemon. That's it. That's it. If no, you need more than that, they, you're probably at the wrong place. Rephrase: They bring you what you need. I need what some society mustard and a cracker needs. and a cracker, and they've got it. They've got it. They got it ready for me. Any self respecting crab cake place. I worked at O'Brickies. I worked at O'Brickies for. Parts of at least three years, maybe four. I bust. I stocked the shelves. I did everything. I I don't ever recall anybody ever saying, "Hey, kid, could you grab me a mustard?" I mean, nobody was serving. This is like mid nineties. Nobody's serving more crabs I, and obrickies. I never once saw. Anybody have a, a mustard interaction with the crab other than the mustard that came out of the steam crab? I'm getting multiple text messages on my phone that I can't repeat. They're all pro mustard. Well, all that, pro that, mustard. That's that's your people. No, my people. I come from good stock. <laughs> I come from good stock. It sounds very Philadelphia to me. Hey, coming up next, we're taking your calls. 410-583-1057. What do you put on a crab cake? Also, you want to talk about the yeah, Ravens? Who should they the trade for? You tell us next here on The Fan. Inside access with Jason Ken. Check back three, four, five times a day for the latest breaking sports news. 1057 The Fan. No T Bone today. He'll be back tomorrow. Inside access here on a Monday. A Monday. Without Ravens football on a Sunday because they played on Thursday and they don't play on Sunday this week because they have a Monday night football at New Orleans Super Mini Buy, then followed by the actual buy next weekend. But we're talking crab cakes and what is appropriate to put on a crab cake. We can also talk trade deadline because the deadline is tomorrow. But let's go out to the phone lines 410 583, excuse me, 1057. We can also text us at that same number. Remember, uh, Adam Jones joined us at 3 30. So be sure to tune in for that. But Dan's in Baltimore. Dan, you're on the fan. Hey, how's everybody? Hey there. I think it's uh, it's not such a black and white thing, like as in like there's a lot of gray area. You can put almost anything on a crab cake, but you know respect the crab. But if a crab cake is made right, you don't need to put anything right. on it. Right. 
you're in the wrong spot if you got to do all that. It should be low maintenance. Hey, let I, the lemon do the work, brother. I don't like lemon. I don't like lemon in that way. You I like lemon like in lemon water. In every way. I don't want lemon to be on my crab cake. I don't need that. That's but I do like a little spicy. I like to, I like to, what, one of those chefs, they, they, they like the little pal, kick it up a notch. Spicy mustard. Emerald kicks, guy? Yeah, I guess. He, he, I want to kick it up a notch. I like a little spice. Then tell him you want extra Old Bay or something, no, man. But just, don't don't go pouring uh, mustard on a crab cake and making making your whole family look bad. Let's go to Mark in Catonsville. Mark here on the fan. Yes, Jason, Kenny, I love the show. Listen, um, lemon in water, forget it. That Those things are so filthy dirty by the time they hit your water glass. The only way you put lemon in water is if you bring your own. <laughs> second of all, second of all, crab cakes have, have good crab cakes have mustard in the recipe. Yes. Yeah. So there's already there's already mustard in there. And that's that's kind of a gray area too. If you want to dab a little bit more, I certainly don't see a problem with that. Cocktail Thank sauce you. cocktail sauce has to be homemade at the restaurant where they're making the crab cakes. If it's store brand or store bought, it's mostly ketchup and it's terrible. Take care, talk to you later. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank I'm, you for the call. Well, I only go to the most quality of establishments where they make their, right. their cocktail sauce in house. And by the way, as I said before, cocktail they, backup option. I, I, I prefer the mustard. Right. The spicy mustard. Maybe but a little you're, cracker. But you're willing to Jack up a crab cake multiple ways. I've been known to throw a little something on the crab yeah. cake. Ne- by the way, mayonnaise it. is never an option for me. Mayonnaise it's, on a Sammy when on Kaiser it, Roll. A little bit of mayonnaise it, can help. Don't dis- need it. It's disgusting. Don't need it, but I, I ain't mad at it. Shiloh in Baltimore, you're on the fan. Hey, man, thanks a lot for getting me in. I know it's not a raving conversation, but I'm going to tell you one thing. Seafood, okay. I'm going to start off with the snow crab last. You use butter. Where shrimp, you use cocktail sauce. But I've never heard... Nothing else but mustard go on a crab cake. Now, yes. I'm going to tell you, crackers is, is one of the best things I like with my crab cake. Yep. But mustard is a must. And I, it's like, like the guy said, it's not a black and white thing, but I'm going to tell you, yes, mustard can be in the recipe because I put mustard and mayonnaise in mine and your, your, your bread and whatever you put in there, your crackers, whatever. But you always go with the mustard because it gives you that it gives you that kick and as far as lemons, lemon, whatever, it, it makes the crab cake wet. Anything that, that loose will make it wet. But I'm going to tell you, like I said, mustard all day long, and that's just me. I don't know, but that's where I come from. The people I've been around, always mustard hands down. Spicy mustard? No, regular mustard. Oh, okay. you, lost, you almost there had you me, go. Shiloh. Appreciate You're the on call. an island. Yeah, I'm, I'm a spicy mustard guy. That's give me wrong. Give me some golden. Well, you, it's okay, the yellow? No, I don't. I mean, not for me. I, I don't. It, I, I, like I said, I just want lemon. Uh, you need that. You need that. I need a little kick. Two Let me, lemons. Let's go preferably. To Wayne and Lindigam. Wayne, you're on the fan. I have to go with you, Ken. Uh, the only thing I want on my crab cake is a little a saltine cracker, and I keep golden stone mm. ground Dijon in the refrigerator yes. just for a crab cake. Yes. If you want lemon, put it in your iced tea. Yep. If you want a cocktail sauce, put it on your raw oysters. But other than that, all right. A little mayonnaise on a broiled hot no, no, uh, mayonnaise. crab cake will give it a it a, a brown yes. coating to it. Yes, it will. When you, when you broil, so yes. put a little mayonnaise, just a dab of mayonnaise just to keep it broiled. Now you're talking. Wayne, you know the only place that mayonnaise belongs? The, I don't know where it belongs. The garbage can. That's where it belongs, Wayne. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for the call. Uh, let's go to Chuck in York. Chuck, you're on the fan. Hey, how you doing? Good. Listen, I'm from uh, North Baltimore, Hamden area, and uh, my, when I get a crab cake, I want to dip it in a little bit of mustard or crackers and mustard. Yes. If I have a sandwich, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise with uh, a Maryland yes. tomato, of course. Yes. And a cocktail sauce, uh, oysters on a half shell and steamed shrimp. 
But mm. uh, cocktail sauce and crab cake doesn't sound good. No, it, you should try it though. It's not my favorite. It's the mustard cocktail. Also works fried clams. Yeah, anything. and tartar. I like tartar. Pretty I, much the only thing I like tartar on is fried clams. Tartar is more disgusting than mayonnaise. Well, it's just just a different mayonnaise. Yeah, it's the mayonnaise yeah. of the sea. It's the mayonnaise. It is the mayonnaise of the sea. It's it's it. Yes, it's got bumps in it. It looks it looks worse than mayonnaise. Hey, we're, we're getting a lot of calls. Let's just keep on running through. Rick's and Dundalk. Rick, you're on the fan. Hey guys, hey Don. Hey Good. there. The only way to go on a brochy roll, lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise. I think that's mustard. brioche. Brioche. He yes. knows. Same difference. Well, for the I people. Knew, I knew what you were talking about. Well, maybe some people didn't. Okay. I just see it. But that's, that's the way I've been eating it for 65 years. Don't change a thing, brother. That's it, man. Thank Appreciate you for listening. Appreciate the call, Rick. Thanks. Let's go to Ben in Arbutus. Ben, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. Uh, growing up, we always used to get this sauce from uh, Phillips. It was called, uh, it came with their crab fingers, and it was mayonnaise, mustard, Old Bay, Worcestershire, and lemon juice. Hmm. Their little crab fingers were like, Little chunks of just the claw. Right. So now we always put it on our crab cakes and then soft crabs and stuff like that. Interesting. Wow. I vaguely remember that. I, I do. Say, I, you know what? Do you want to hear something? I've never been to Phillips. Dude, when Harbor Place first opened, the yeah. line, I, I, I feel like there were weekends where I spent half of my weekend in line to get a table at Phillips. Like it used to be when they had the main central location, yeah, like they yeah. had oh, the I corner remember. of the pavilion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the little one, right? They had the carry out and like the mini shop and then they had the big restaurant. M- you couldn't move. My dad, he'd go to Bo Brooks, he'd go to O'Brickies, but he would he refused to go to Phillips. Yeah, my my whole family worked at O'Brickies, so yeah. we were we were and, and it's my mom literally grew up around the corner from there, and her, my grandmother worked there, all my aunts worked there, I worked there, my cousins worked there, so yeah, we were definitely O'Brickies. Let's go to Lee in Baltimore. Lee, you're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, Ken? What, man? Jerry, uh, I use mustard. I don't know what Jerry's talking about. Ken. Jason. <laughs> Jason. Jason, I don't know what Jason's talking about, Ken. He's confused, delusional, mate. Yeah, no. I well, we'll remember, we'll remember Jason, and I got to let you go because your phone's bad. But Jason also thinks that Hershey is a suburb of Baltimore. It so, is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Sure it is. It is. How so? Because I say so. <laughs> That's exactly. how I think of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's northern it's, Baltimore. It's literally it's like, like basically an, Maryland. It's, it's 90 minutes away. It's like an annex of Maryland. <laughs> it's an annex. Let's go to David and Bel Air. David, you're on the fan. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, I, I do use – I'm a chef by trade. I do use that Phillips recipe on the top with the uh, lemon juice, the mustard, and the mayonnaise and stuff. But the other thing I've been doing, too, uh, is also making a shrimp mousse as the binder. Instead of using bread and egg and all that, I make a shrimp mousse and then fold in the uh, lumps of crab meat. Ooh, so cool. it's another way to go and, and how to cook it, and it comes, comes out really fluffy, and it still uh, has the flavor of the crab. Well, would it be fair you. to say that the shrimp mousse is the nougat of the sea? Oh, that is a good point. You're you're right. It's it sounds nougaty. Instead of using, yeah, yeah, kind of. But it's uh, it's the binder uh, instead of the breading and all that. Because a lot of people from quote unquote Baltimore complain about how much bread's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like no, it, David. So. Appreciate the call. Uh, Very nice. Let's let's go to Stephen Edgewater. Steve, you're on the fan. I'm 59 years old, and we'd go to Memorial Stadium, the Oriole game. They would deliver crab cakes on saltine crackers to your seat. And they would have mustard on them at Memorial Stadium growing up. Yeah, so, Steve, it's the way to go. Mustard, yes. Oh, but but I do use bar soap. There you oh, go. Well, you're you're halfway home. That's a shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate. See, I don't. I'm not. I don't remember crab cakes at Memorial Stadium. I don't. Either, now, I remember but I was bringing young. it. We used to bring our own in all the time. Yeah, we'd bring everything into Memorial Stadium. We have like full blown feast in the bleachers with my full grandparents. Blown. Full blown. 
So what we're learning here is that mustard is a thing. I guess, but it's not the thing. It's a thing. Well, we'll see. There's a poll out there. Yeah, there's so a poll. So we've got science. We, we're going to get to the, By this time tomorrow, we will scientifically know what is real and what is uh, on the margins. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Billy's in Baltimore. Billy, you're on the fan. Hey, good, good afternoon, gentlemen. How's everything? Hey there. Hey, um, listen, I tweeted a, a couple of days ago that I only listened to three people about Baltimore sports, especially the Ravens. One, uh, Rita. Two, um, Ken Wyman. Oh. And the other person is Sarah Ellison. Those are the only people I listen to. It's quite a, and, quite and a group I, I'm in. That's an interesting, and, yeah. Yeah, but you got to put some respect on Tartar Sauce's name, man. Oh, no. Whoa. Really? Yeah. On a crab cake? On a, listen to me, man. Look, I've been fat since I was nine. I'm 46 right now. Mazel. So, so what I do is you get the crab cake from Coco's, which is the best crab cake in the city. I don't, don't want to give them. I don't want to give them no no pub, but that's that's where I go get my crab cakes, and then put give me some squeeze some lemon on it, a little bit of lemon, and then dip it in the tartar sauce, man, to make you want to slap your mama, man. <laughs> Alrighty. Billy, appreciate the I'll call. I'll take that under advisement. Uh, Next I, time I go to Riley's, uh, I'll think about it. Maybe we'll come back to calls a little later on this because this has started something. But we gotta, we got to step out because coming up next, what does Cynthia Freeland think about the Ravens now? They're 5-3. and three. They play New Orleans on Monday. Then the bye. Are they a Super Bowl contender? We'll ask Cynthia next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 